0: Hello, hello, welcome to Danford Church this morning, guys. I'm so excited to see you all this morning. And listen, if you are watching us online, I'm Pastor Leah from Downford Church. And you know what? Part of the team. We love you guys. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. You know what? This is after such a long time that I'm here bringing God's word, you know. But I know for a fact that God has something in store for each one of us, yeah, this morning. But Here's something. We might have to change a position this morning how many how many of you are up for that what do I mean by changing position from spectator to a participator can we do that and that requires some sort of an engagement on the inside okay which means moving the natural moving the physical aside so something can happen on the spiritual all right so you know what I just pray that I would get out of the way and that God would speak to you guys. Listen, in saying that, Father God, I just pray right now for all of those who are watching us right now, wherever they are, tuning us from different parts of the world for a different time. There is no distance in the kingdom of God. We thank you so much for what you're about to do, God. We love you so much. I pray that you would fill us with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we want you now like never before fillers fill my mouth if you could take a basket that had phylos and two fish and raise it up here i am lord bless me multiply me so i'm able to give away what you have for these children who is about to take your word and eat in jesus mighty name we pray amen, amen. i can hear you guys amen <laughs> You know what? Um, I can't contain the joy of the lords. If I'm laughing, laugh with me. (laughs) You know, we just finished the Olympic Tokyo 2021. How amazing was that? Australia bagged 17 gold medals. Go Australia! Come on. Now, there is something about nations coming under one roof, right? But this Olympic looked very different unlike the others. What am I trying to say? It felt like Completion versus competition. There were a few highlights in Tokyo Olympics for me. I'm gonna bring one of them. The men's high jump. The gold medal was actually shared with two nations. Unheard of, unheard of. My personal favorite is actually what made me want to stand here and share this sermon with you all. It's a young athlete, Sifan Hassan. I hope she doesn't take any offense with me pronouncing her wrong name, okay? But if you Google her, she is a young Ethiopian runner. If everything goes all right, I want the media to show you a quick snippet of what I'm about to share this morning. So bear with me. Seen in the past where people actually fall and stumble, try to finish the course. But never have I ever seen someone who had a fall get up, win the gold! Win the gold! Something that you guys don't know about Sifan Hassan is that this young Ethiopian woman moved to Netherland a few years ago wanting to be a nurse and win a citizenship. But somewhere deep down in Hassan, she had a dream inside her heart. And you know what that dream was? It was to run a race. She did whatever it took. That stumbling, that falling never stopped her. She did whatever it took which takes me and brings me to my sermon title this morning, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Now, I thought about this for a long time. Who other than apostle Paul could talk to us about race? Because he is the author of Timothy. Second Timothy four, seven, I have finished the race. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the good faith. Why did Paul, Apostle Paul, talk about an athlete? Why did he talk about a race? I believe he saw some similarity between an athlete and a Christian. What are those qualities? Focus, attention, self-denial. Self-denial, perseverance, focus. There were some qualities of a Christian that he knew that an athlete had, that we all Christian must have. And he said, people of children of God, I hope you understand, we're not just simply called to be spectators. We're not just simply meant to sit down and go holla everyone and just encourage. He's called us to get up and get on the racetrack. Because this is a race. This is a race. But what does the finish line of a Christian looks like? It's about being a disciple of Jesus. It's about being a disciple of Jesus. It's not about the gold medal. I wish I could bite my gold medal, but it's not. It's not about the gold coin. It's not about the gold trophy. It's about the moment you take your hands and your foot on that starting block. You're about to run this race and finish it becoming like Jesus. And you know what? Unlike athletes, we don't have a time. It's lifetime. We run. We don't take breaks. We run. We run, we run, we run. We run knowing who is at the end. And that is Jesus. That is Jesus this morning, people. Yeah. Paul knew the importance of getting on the race. Now, here's the thing this morning I'm not here to talk about the race, I'm not even to- here to talk about the goal. What am I here to talk about? I'm here to talk about the fall. I'm here to talk about the fall. Now, sadly, if you know this, we tie fall with failure. I don't know if you know this, but every athlete in this world, before they took that course or ran that track, each one of them, if you're hearing me, had a fall. You don't believe me? Well, listen to this carefully. If you ever started walking or running, you had a fall before a walk. Every one of us had a fall. But I do not understand why do we take fall as a failure. God never intended fall to be as failure. Let me put it this way fall was meant to be part of the call. He can't, you and I can't eradicate this fall because it was meant to be. We can't call it failure. Let me look at it this way. If anyone falls today, I'm talking about falling in your business, falling in your marriage, falling in parenting, falling. You're not gonna pick up the phone and call for a party. Hey buddy, you know what? I just failed, let's have a party. Because by definition, falling is looked as negative. But what if I told you falling is a stepping launch to your success? Falling is a stepping, is your launching pad. Do not look down on your fall. So I wanna start off the sermon by saying fall is good. Falling is part of your calling. I know I can see your smiles. Thank you. Falling is not failure. So let's just take that out of our mind. You ready? You're absolutely ready. Why do I say this? How do you say this, Leah? What do you know about failure? Let me tell you one thing. I was an eighth grade student when I first failed. When I first failed. I know, eighth grades can fail. I failed. It wasn't nice. It was shameful. It was so painful to watch my fellow friends walking down to the next class when I'm sitting on the same bench, on the same class, with the same class teacher. God, you could change that at least. If only I had a different coach this time, I wouldn't fail. If only I had a different partner, I wouldn't fail. If only I had a different child, I wouldn't fail. If only I had a good, perfect husband, I wouldn't fail my marriage. God put me, and I thought this was the most shameful thing in life. My friends saw me, they looked at me, they mocked me, they laughed at me. They had no idea what the dream was on the inside of this little girl. And I remember everyone walking down the hallway looking, <laughs> she's the girl who failed. And you know what? I have just one thing in my mind that kept me going and that was a dream to finish. And I didn't let that stop me. So I want you guys to understand this with me. Falling is part of the calling, right? Falling is part of the calling. Now if you've got your foot ready on that starting block with me this morning, let's get the race started, right? I've got three points this morning to talk to you and get you back on the track, amen? You know, we talk about the goal, we talk about Jesus, we talk about the race, but I'm here to lead you and guide you when you fall. Ready? Ready, can I see all your smiles? Come on, let's do it. My first point is, I can see everyone going, ah, okay. <laughs> My first point is, fall into devotion. Fall into devotion. What do I mean by that? The moment we hear the word fall, you know, what? we coop ourselves into the tent We jump into depression. How many of you know what is called Great Depression? It's happening in the world, and it's serious, and it's real. It's happening, people. You look at somebody, I'm depressed. I can't move on. I can't move forward. We fall into depression so quickly that we take so much time to fall into devotion instead. What if I told you the goal was not to fall into depression? What is depression? Please help me. Backpack. Getting on a race knowing the fact that if the race never worked I'm going to take my bag and walk away. You were not meant to run away. Who told you to quit? Who told you depression was the answer to your race? Can you imagine for a second watching the Olympics people and suddenly someone just had a fall? What if the person took their backpack and just left in the middle of the race? That is nothing. That is called quitting. And we're not called to be quitters. We're called to be finishers. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I believe this backpack of depression, regrets, anxiety, experience, is what's stopping us from getting back on the race. Now how many of you know that we don't run with our backpacks? That's gonna slow you down. That is gonna slow you down. The purpose of the race is to completely let go of yourself. He did say to equip yourself with the right shoes, with the right jersey and the right tracks, but he didn't tell you to take your backpack with you. Because you're not going anywhere, baby. You are going to finish this race. Jump into devotion. Who other than Daniel knows this better? I tell you what, the the king came with conditions. You gotta eat certain food, you gotta dress a certain way, you gotta pray to these idols, you're gonna bow down to me every now and then. And Daniel's like, ah, 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 you know what? I love your conditions, but I am not gonna do that. Because he had a personal devotion and he walked with a strong conviction. Conditions versus devotion. Let me ask you this morning, what is stopping you what is the conviction in your heart what is your conviction telling you to do is it telling you to quit like everyone else did in the past is it telling you to take your backpack with you and if you're tempted to carry your backpack in your christian walk, let me tell you as a sister in christ lay it down put it down all he wants you to do is finish this course because how many of you know this race is not about you it is about him it's about jesus At the end, they don't see you, they see him. It is important that you dive into the devotion. Pray like you never prayed before. What do I do when I don't know what to do, Pastor? It's Gonna sound cliche and elementary, but you know what? We kind of overlook and we kind of overcomplicate things. Want to listen to the latest, you know, um, uh, latest sermon, take the newest strategy, Hop onto, you know, like a spiritual bandwagon. I don't know what, but we roll our right eyes on the basics. The basic is to get and put your focus on the race. Finish the course. Finish the course. Fall into devotion. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter one verse six. Help me, Lord. I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, will continue His work until His return. I probably wonder if Daniel was meditating on this because he knew what God starts, he finishes. What he initiates, he completes. What he qualifies, he equips. He always helps us finish. But the most important thing of all, my friend, is not that you would stay on the sidetrack, but rather stay on the course. Don't get into depression. Depression is real. I understand that but God is more powerful. I'm done with people magnifying the problem and not God. In this generation, the word of God is not enough. Give me more, give me some pills. I'll give you a pill, the gospel. According to Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and according to you and me. Fall into devotion this morning. Fall into devotion. It leads me to my second point. Fall in love with God. Fall in love with God. I want to share my own testimony. If you see me smiling, it's not because I'm mad. Not because I ran out of a mental asylum. I did, in a way. It's because five days ago, I was sitting in the presence of God. And I heard my God tell me, Leah, what have you done? And I was like, I don't know, what have I done? And he said, who told you to quit? Who told you to quit, my child? Who asked you to stand on the sidetrack and cheer people down when I've asked you to run as well? And people, I want you to know that I was speechless. I became a spectator for a while. And he wants me now to be a participator and I'm inviting you all with me Can you please run this course with me? It's not about who comes first. Can we do this together? It's not about competing. It's about completing. I had a touch from God. It's genuine. It's beautiful to a point that if I talk to somebody over the phone, they'll start falling in the anointing and speaking in new tongues. It's happening. It's happening. God is doing something. All he wants is our participation. And you say amen. And get on track. Fall in love with God. You know, who other than David knows this situation better? Why do I say that? Bible talks about David, a young, mighty man who defeated Goliath, who had many other victories in life. If anything, he should have had a terrible depression hit him when he found breaking half of God's commandments. David was guilty. He sinned against God. Now what did he do? Let me tell you. Take note. He coveted. He committed adultery. He stole a wife. He lied to the general, a faithful servant, and eventually had him murdered. That's five. Half of the commandments right there. And when Nathan confronted him, the prophet, I mean, for his depravity, suddenly David realized, he said, Prophet Nathan, I know what to do. He threw himself on the ground, for he said, I did not sin unto men, but I sinned unto God. He didn't care about his kingdom, he didn't care about his throne, he didn't care about his child or his wife, he threw himself. To God. We all hear the song, fall in love. Fall on me, fall on me. I'll catch you. There's a trending thing that's going on Instagram, you know what, peace. How, when is the last time that we've done that with God? Can you trust him when you fall? Can you blindly trust him that he will catch you when you fall? Fall in love with God, people. I don't know what the devil has stopped you from believing, but God is real and he wants, to, he wants to overflow. He wants to overflow what he has for you. Please let me tell you one thing. Your eloquent speech and your experience, my understanding, my wisdom, everything is not going to help win this kingdom. It's not going to help people to come out of the hell. We need God. We need God. Fall in love with God. David threw himself and he repented at the feet of God and said I need you can I suggest this morning throw yourself to God he will accept you he will receive you he will forgive you forgiveness is one reason why you should get back on the track and not exempt yourself and disqualify yourself forgiveness in itself should qualify your people Get back on track. I've seen this often a lot. Anytime we fall and we fail, we hate ourselves. We begin to hate ourselves. We begin to, like for a school student who failed in the eighth grade, I would tell myself, How dumb are you? What's wrong with your brain? Why can't I have relationships? Why can't I be smiling? Why can't I be one of those happy go, happy meal? I'll tell you why, because you're unique, you're unique. Your fall is for someone else's call. Forgiveness should get, get you back with Jesus this morning. David threw himself to God. You know, the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse one, In the message translation, read this with me. My son, throw yourself into this work for Christ. Throw yourself, throw yourself, throw yourself. And can I also say something? Don't hate yourself. You begin to hate yourself when you don't understand what God has for you. This is why true identity comes in the Lord. If you know him, you know yourself. And if you know yourself, that's enough for you to finish this course. Many of us don't know who we are, because you know why? We carry regrets of our past, regrets of a failure, regrets of my eighth grade, regrets of not having anyone to date, and I messed up, I blew out of proportion, I have no idea what's wrong with me, God, but I have this bag of offense that I'm gonna hold on. Can you let go of your backpack, for all your backpackers, who believes and trusts that this was meant to carry everything in you. What happens when you lose your backpack? I'll tell you what you do. You'll break out into music called, I Surrender All. Can I ask you if this morning that song would help you get on the track, surrender, surrender your backpack. Love God, love yourself. It's time that you love yourself. I don't know if you're watching me right now and I feel as someone watching me. God loves you, sweetheart. Don't stop the course because someone told you to do. Don't let anyone define you, darling. Don't let the fall define you, but rather let it refine you. Get up, you can do it. I'm gonna cheer you on, darling, get up. You better get up. You better get up. That leads me to my third point. Fall forward and not backward. Fall forward and not backward. What are you talking about, Pastor Leah? Fall is a fall. No, 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 not not every fall is a fall. What am I saying? Now we all fall. Sorry, my tears are literally blocking my eyes and my view. Doesn't matter. Jesus talk. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm feeling the Lord all over me we need revival people all right (laughs) our posture our posture is important our posture is important for our next step what do I mean by that what do I mean by that now let me tell you something someone who knows about fall let's end up with Apostle Paul who started it all right he started the race guys let's take him back on the track Apostle Paul was not Apostle Paul. He was Saul. He was Saul. I know this man. He was on his way to Damascus to persecute all Christians. And he had a fall that changed his life around. I want you to know this. Are you trying to tell me Paul never had a fall before? But this fall was unique fall. He knew there was a purpose behind this fall. He was blinded with this fall. How can anyone run blinded? I know I can, like my daughter, Elise, and go smash against the wall. All right, I'm good. That's how she says it. Let me tell you one thing. If you're not dead yet, you aren't finished yet. Get up. Get up and run. Paul had a fall but this fall was unique. In a nutshell, let me help you understand better. To fall forward is when you fall as Saul, but you stand up back as Paul. Every fall needs to end up into a transformation. I knew I had the biggest fall last year. I looked like a fool. I had no followers. Instagram followers were not doing anything I was dead I was not active I was fruitless I'm not ashamed to say that out in public because I know one thing for a fact no one is gonna stop me because my foot is on the starting block and I'm about to run this race like I've never done before what are you ashamed of of your past Of your past? Let me tell you one thing. God has cleansed and cleaned your past. Paul had to let go of his past. Even his guilt. Even his guilt. He had a shady past. I'll tell you what was Paul's guilt. It was not just something about persecuting Christians. Here is a man who stood right in front of the man of God, Stephen, and gave approval for his death. Now this next part of my sermon is going to be very important that you listen because it's going to change someone's life around now. Paul was guilty of Stephen's death. He witnessed Stephen's death. He was going to persecute more Christians. Now hear me out, people. If Paul was living today, he wouldn't have written the epistles. He wouldn't have traveled to nations. He wouldn't have started churches. He wouldn't have blessed people. You know why? I would be the first one to stone him. I would be the first one to pull him down. I would be the first one to disqualify him. I would be the first one to say, you know what, you don't deserve it. You need to pay the price for what you did and move aside. Can I tell you something else? You know, the Bible says that Paul saw the future. He saw the future. And you know what he said, I'd rather live now than then? I wonder why. I wonder why. Because he knew if he had to live today, no one would have given him grace. No one would have lifted him up. Now, let me tell you one thing too. This message is not just simply for runners. Oops. I'm here to talk about the cheerleaders. How many of you know in a game we have cheerleaders and they're very important? Not just for that, you know, give me an A and give me an L and no, 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 no. no. There's something more beyond that, you know, the dance. The cheerleading was to encourage you, was to push you, was to tell you that you have it in you, was to tell you to go and get it. But you know what cheerleaders are now doing? Instead of cheering us, it's disappearing us, throwing spears at us. There's a role for the cheerleaders, wake up, encourage, bless the church and the people of God. Don't throw them aside, don't punish them, don't disqualify them. Just for one fault, just for one mistake, did you know did you know that everyone was running away from paul did you know that brothers and sisters did you know that everyone was running away did you, wait it would have been nice okay this is my translation of acts if i had to write it okay apostle peter was sitting and dining when suddenly he heard god say go and bless paul into the ministry no 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 apostle peter was like no way man Who is Ananias? He was just a common man. Only God could use him because everyone else walked in fear and I doubt if they walked in judgment. He doesn't deserve to be saved. He doesn't deserve to speak about our Jesus because he witnessed the death of Stephen in front of me. He doesn't deserve it. Ananias, God spoke to him saying, I have anointed this man and he's changed. He's changed. He's fallen into my arms. There's no turning back if you fall into Jesus' arms. He's going to hold you like that, not letting go of any one of you. So if you felt like you ran away from Jesus, good luck. He's stronger than you think. You can't take him down. To fall forward requires some proper cheerleaders around you. Let's not be quick to judge. Let's not be quick to judge. God is doing something amongst us, but we're so quick to judging before we can actually help someone. Who are we fighting against, people? Are we we forgetting that this is all about God? It's about his goal and not mine? When did this become about competition? When the has become about competition, when did the people and the believers become about competition, going around and giving negative conversations about people, drawing them down, how long before you get a good sleep, till you take the person to death? Stop it. I'm here to tell you to stop your mouth. Stop your mouth. Don't you stop a child of God. Don't clip their wings. They were meant to fly. You were not God. I'm not God. Then why do we judge? Why are we quick to judging people? Let them go. You run your own course. When you're tired, it's common to drive someone and pull them down too. Don't. Because what we want to do is, can I have you, Pastor Regan or, and Gypsy? Come on, come on, come on, forward, come on. Let's do this. If he is dragging, if he is dragging, me and Gypsy really wants to do this with him. Not take us down the other way. Thank you, guys. We need one another to complete and not compete. Let's stop this. Let's stop this. Paul had a change. In Philippians chapter three, verse 13, the NIV version reads, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. The question is not what by your side. The question is not about what is left behind. The question is what is ahead? What are we doing to our next generation, people? Our children are dying out of drugs. They're walking away not favoring God and honoring God. There's a lot of unholiness that's walking around. There's drugs, there's identity crisis, there's abortion going on, and we are busy fighting with one another. Stop it and keep your focus on God and the course that you need to run. I had a change of heart, my people, and like Paul, please don't persecute me. Hear my heart. Hear my story. I want revival in Australia that's going to transfer to the nations of the earth. Down for people, wouldn't you come and be part of this? Get up. Join me. Let's fall into devotion. Let's fall in love with God. Let's fall forward. All you cheerleaders, please do your job. Cheer us. Don't spear us. I beg you to stop. I beg you to stop, stop accusing something that you don't know. Stop accusing to the one that God has given grace. How many dreams have you evicted? How many dreams have you destroyed by your words? I wonder if our next prime minister was actually stoned and thrown on the side because someone called him useless in class. I wonder the person who was supposed to find a cure to the coronavirus was supposed to be is because of his brains and because he failed one year didn't get a chance to go back in class and find a solution to this virus if this morning you're looking at me and you have a pair of scissors in your hands and you're the reason why someone's not flying can I ask you to ask God and repent repent for the kingdom of God is near Repent. Three months ago, people, I was watching and I was sitting down on my couch with my baby. And I was moved by this one story that came on TV and it's real and it's true. Even before I share it, I'm I'm just crying. I saw this elephant, this elephant that came out from the wild, she was very weak and very hungry, she went on days without food. And the villagers thought that she was wild and did something so inhuman, took a pineapple and covered it with firecrackers and stuffed it back into its mouth. Little did this poor elephant knew about the blast that was about to happen. The crackers blasted, and it all exploded, and it burned its entire throat and its system. And you know what this wild animal did? It didn't harm any one of the villagers. It looked for a nearest pond. It looked for a nearest pond, and it went into the pond, and it started drinking the water to ease the pain and the burn. Because there was no one to protect this elephant there was no one and eventually this elephant died it died and when they did a forensic report on this elephant little did they know that she was carrying a baby (laughs) she was carrying a baby She was hungry for her baby. The baby didn't even get to see the world. Why? Because we just like to call things wild and treat them wild. Can we be humans for once? And let's not treat our brothers and sisters like how we treat this elephant. Because there's gonna be times when we want someone to come and give us water, to give us some love. But it broke my heart to see this elephant was all by herself. Don't mock everyone bad. Don't accuse them for their one mistake. Can you forgive? My life message is about forgiveness. And if you are not ready to forgive church, we're not able to move forward. we are not able to move forward. I'm feeling God's presence so strong in this place this morning. Because I want each one of you to understand we have a job in this race. If it's a cheerleader, cheer them, don't spear them. If it's the race, run the good chorus. Run. And don't look your fall as a failure. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If I could just ask each one of us, right now, wherever you are, I'm feeling his presence. I want you to join with me join with me in prayer father in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven God I pray dear father for your presence to touch each and every room in every zoom Father, there is no distance in the kingdom of God. I pray for your presence in this place to fill us, God. I repent. I repent. I repent, God. Please forgive me. Please forgive me, God. I repent. If you could change a man like Saul, change me I'm here <laughs> give me the message of forgiveness that I could share with the world God and never use my mouth to condemn or bring anyone down the problem with people is and if you're watching me I'm so wrecked. Right. <laughs> it's that don't ever don't ever change your purpose after a fall. And I've seen that a lot. So many people started a new business and because they didn't get what they wanted, they quit. They changed their purpose. Purpose never change. Falls may come and go, but your purpose stays. If, I, if I'm talking to someone out there who started a business and, and you're and you're depressed, I want you to know, dream again. Let's do it again. This time, you have cheerleaders with you. If you're a father watching me right now and you have not spent time with your sons, I know you're feeling guilty, but I want you to know, don't. Get into that Bible devotion, read your Bible, know that Jesus loves you and take effort, focus and spend time with your children. There's nothing that you can't do. Who told you that it's over? There's someone watching me right now who's got cancer. You're healed. You're healed right now in the name of Jesus. It's a stomach cancer and I speak against it right now in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed right now. Maria, I don't know where you're watching me from right now. I know you want to quit. I know you, you wanted to die. But I want you to know dying is not the answer. Live. Live. How can you die? For you once died, my child, with Christ. He loves you. He cares for you, Maria. Give your heart to God. For those of you watching me right now who have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and the personal Savior, you call this an accident, I call this an incident. You came here not by, by, deep, like by mistake. You're here for a reason. I want to pray for you right now. A prayer of salvation. You ready? You know what? Because I believe there's no distance in the kingdom of God. Can I ask you to raise your hands and touch the screen right now? Simon, come on, put your hands out. I'm saying all names. John, put your hands out. Come on lydia put your hands out right now in jesus name as you're watching these videos i don't know if it's in time i'm talking to this is for the future i'm praying for you right now in the name of jesus alaska in the name of jesus thank you father lord i pray for my brothers and sisters who's never given their heart to jesus let their lives never be the same again i pray you wash them in the blood of jesus I pray you wash them in the blood of Jesus let the power of the Holy Spirit fill them right now as I'm talking right now father let your Holy Spirit fill this place like never before Holy Spirit come and do only what you can do we honor you in this place we love you God oh I'm so happy that you gave your heart to Jesus you're not alone we're doing this together i am so happy that i can call you my sister my brother and guess what even if i don't see you here on earth i surely will see you for eternity amen amen oh come on you might have to take that mute off now i don't like this come on i heard someone going man i love you guys i love 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 you guys you know what church is not over yet can we just stop for a second and just continue to pray, if that's all right? For those of you who's got that scissors that I was talking to you about, and if cheerleading was your goal and to encourage others was your, was your gift, and if you sidetracked carrying a backpack of offense, pain and guilt and shame, let go. Let go of it right now. We don't need that for the race. It's only going to slow you down. It's going to wear you down. So Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, Lord. I come, I come before you, Jesus. And I pray that you would take the pair of scissors from our hands and instead give us the props that we need, dear Father, to encourage our brothers and sisters, God. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the course. Thank you, Father. You know what, is it okay if I could come forward and start praying for my brothers and sisters that I can see on Zoom right now? Wow, I've got so many names here. Well, all the names are speaking to me. I don't know what to do, which means God wants to bless every one of us. How many of you have spoken in tongues before? Come on, lift your hands up. It's okay, I'm not gonna bite, I'm on Zoom. (laughs) Good, good, good. How many of you want new tongues? How many of you want new tongues this morning? Come on, you ready? I know I'm ready. I want to speak in tongues. Let's lift our hands up. Come on. Come on. Families, if you have, if you're with your family, come on, lift your hands up. We can do this. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we all want to be blessed with a new tongue. Holy Spirit, breathe unto me and unto them right now. The spirit of life. Stir what is inside of us dear father use us for your kingdom god we thank you jesus we do not take this course lightly god we're going to take this very serious father as god is speaking to you right now speak in your tongues come on come on I'm hearing new tongues from your spirit, mama. Come on, speak. I feel so, so blessed to watch you. Open your mouth. Come on. Let's speak in tongues. Come on, come on, come on. I've got Tristan here who's actually going, me, me, me. Tristan, speak in your tongues. Come on, speak, speak, speak. We've got Connor behind the media. Come on, Connor, let's speak in tongues. It doesn't matter if they can hear you. We're gonna speak. Gypsy, go on, open your mouth. Maddie, I love you. Come on, Wilson. Uh, yeah. Pastor Regan, I need more. I need more. I need more. Hoshia, God is touching you, sweetheart. I love you. Craig and Minnesota, from the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father no don't stop speaking continue speaking the power of god is about to touch you guys if anyone is limiting you it's you yourself pick it up pastor katie come on receive it in jesus name thank you father christine i can see you may your body be made whole in jesus name from the top to the bottom fire of god over you right now in jesus name thank you father the warner families put your both hands up All your hands up in Jesus' name. You're going to feel a tingling sensation of God over your body right now. As you speak in new tongues, touch. Touch right now, Lord. There is no distance in the kingdom. Laratikino, Morasondo, Rebekira Taki, Adabashinte, Kuna Masile, Nasi Kinto, Nana Etikire, Palabushontu, Robosotu, Nem Tekina, Mesmi rabontore Tosha, Hela Puna Masuko, Nite, Mere Kanda, La Amen, 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 Amen. I want to take this time and I just want to thank every one of you for joining us this morning i knew god had to do something i'm so glad he used me but i also want to take this time for all the cheerleaders in my life mama jen i want to thank you mama cheryl i want to thank you Etche and katie i want to thank you i want to thank you michelle i want to thank you all my cheerleaders i want to thank you i know pastor nina's not here but i want to thank her openly thank you so much thanks for believing in me thanks for lifting me up because of you. I'm here. And now because of me, you're going to go out. You are going to share the good news to people. So get ready. Some people need to be kicked to Africa, to Singapore, and to Europe. You're going to go for God and his kingdom. No one's stopping it. Thank you so much. Once again, church is not over yet. We've got more. Thank you so much. God bless you.